want an insider's pass to everything that goes Comic-Con Live, you're listening to voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Uh, joining me, my co-host, Mr. John Missel. John, what's going on way down there? Glad to be here. Just need a little separation after, you know, 15 <laughs> hours or so, two days. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least five feet. Okay. Joining us right now, our special guest, Mr. Tim Quill. Uh I, the amount of movies that you've been in, that you've been a part of. I know Army of Darkness, you were the blacksmith, Spider-Man. I mean, there's a tremendous list. Yeah. I'm going to open that door for you to take it away. Tell us a little bit about All yourself. All right. Well, you just mentioned a couple of my favorites. <laughs> uh, I'm part of the old contingent that came out of Detroit and... Uh, been making movies uh, since the mid '70s with uh, the likes of Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. Sam Raimi, Scott Spiegel, and the likes. We all uh, used to throw pies in each other's face and poke each other's in the eyes. Uh, I don't think Sam Raimi started killing people till he got in college, <laughs> but that's where we started doing it. And uh, the loyalty of that group has lasted over the last 40 years. And as you can see, we're still working with each other to this day. Absolutely. Uh, Spider-Man one, two, and three, uh, all the awesome. Evil Dead. Uh, uh, series, Army of Darkness, Quick and the Dead, you name it. Uh, it's it's a very tight group and uh, never grew up over that 40-year period, but uh, here we are out in uh, California now and still working together, and I, I enjoy every chance I get to work with the guys. Yeah. And you said you took a break from the Comic-Cons for a little while? Yeah, I, I actually, I guess I look like the old curmudgeon these days, and so now I'm like the old sheriff where I'm getting too old for this crap. You know that yeah, guy? Yeah, there it is. And I uh, took a break because I've been... Now the kids are just into these zombie and vampire movies, and I guess I'm the crooked sheriff that's in town. You know, new sheriff in town, you know, Sheriff Ree. And uh, I've actually probably been getting more work lately on these independent movies than I've had in 20, 30 years. So I'm not complaining. But, you know, the the zombie, uh, everyone knows it's Walking Dead, of course, to name one of the most famous. Ever since this has happened, I mean, it's opened up a new door for a lot of us independent actors. It's just incredible. Now, you're, uh, most of your career is in front of the camera? Or? Correct. Okay. Yeah, as my dad said, I'm on the stupid side of the camera. <laughs> right. Well, you know, somebody's going to be there, right? That's right. <laughs> so I, I got a couple quick questions for sure. you. All the movies you've done, and obviously I like Spider-Man movies, but Army of Darkness is, of course, one of my cult favorites. Oh, great. But more importantly, what what do you think was your favorite one to ever do to work in and that was also the most fun to work in? I'm going to tell you what Army of Darkness was because it was a tight-knit family and it equates with uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Because uh, to tell you about that, that, people don't realize they thought it was from Mexico, but Dust Till Dawn we shot in Cape Town, South Africa. And when you're across the world with a group of people, Bo Patrick, you know, Robert, Robert Patrick, Bo Hopkins, you know, to list a few, you're away from home, you become a real tight group. You spend a month, month and a half away from mommy. Sure. And sure. I, 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 I found that to be a real tight group and really got close with people I've never met before. So I have to say between Army of Darkness and probably Dust Till Dawn. Okay. Yeah. And, and obviously you've kept those relationships once, you, once you're doing that so far away. 
uh, you build those relationships with those people. They're lifetime relationships. Absolutely. And uh, whenever we have the chance to cross paths, we go out of our way to do it. And that's one of the things I love about that. Because a lot of people forget loyalty is not one of those things that Hollywood's known for. Right. <laughs> but in the group that I've, I've been fortunate enough, as I said, with the Evil Dead crew and all that since high school, that loyalty runs deep. That phone is ringing every time Sam or Bruce has a project. That phone is ringing. And that's something I hold very dear to my heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's great because probably nine out of ten actors ever, they can continually be working all the time. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and happy people. I mean, let's face it. I mean, there's a lot of parts you play that ten guys could play that part. But who do you want to spend two months with on a set? Sometimes that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. And that's why I mean, you saw back with old Clint Eastwood movies and all that. You notice the same faces. Exactly. He liked. He enjoyed spending time with those people. The job will be done. The mo- movie will be co- shot. But who you want to spend two, three months with? Exactly. Yeah. When you get when you get used to the same people, yeah, you become family at that point. It's very true. You yeah. see the old Clint Eastwood movies or whatnot, mm-hmm. and the same faces are in all of them. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, dust till dawn. Um, how did you How did you end up landing these parts? What, what's your uh, growing up another network i'm gonna tell you it's a, it's a cool story about that because back i mean this back in high school i shot uh i happened to graduate from the same high school that bruce campbell scott spiegel uh, sam Raimi went to and i cut to 10 15 years later they bring in a director to do uh, a dust till dawn part two and it was scott spiegel my old classmate <laughs> from high school picks up the phone said can you can you fly around the world to come to Cape Town to shoot? Uh, you know, that took about two minutes to make a decision. Uh, let me think, yes. But it, he just, he saw a character he needed to fill, and I popped in his mind. It's and awesome. so, and as I said again, he and we enjoy working together. We sure. actually lived together there for a month and a half, two months. But it, it, halfway around the world, it was one of the best trips I ever took in my life. Nice. Yeah. So tell me about some of the pots. I mean, you got to get to a certain character, and you know, tell me who, what Absolutely. that's like. Well, you know what? It's a good point you make as being a character actor. Um, It's really good to get to know the writer because in his mind, that writer is thinking of a character that he's writing about. And had you been with that person from their writing days and eventually writers become producers, directors, you know how it is when they get on the smart side of the camera. Um, That portrait pops into their head and if they're comfortable with the fact that they know your talents and they know you could fill what they're dreaming about, sure. what they're imagining for that character, that phone's ringing. Okay. Your agent's getting a call. i got to imagine there's got to be some good communication there. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Uh, I would imagine, you know, trying to figure out what somebody's thinking as far as what mm-hmm. that character. Well, if they called you, they must have had already an idea. Absolutely. They know your background. They know your history. So. Yeah. You kind of already know going in what that style is going to be. And they also feel comfortable with the fact that if there's a rewrite or a character has to change, they know you have the ability to hop into a chameleon suit and right. change that character, and they feel comfortable. So, And trust me, there's rewrites. They tend to change the color of the page when they do a rewrite. You know, the original mm-hmm. script's all white. Then all of a sudden they do a rewrite, they're purple pages. Then green pages for the second, <laughs> third rewrite. Heck, I walk around with a rainbow book every time I go into a movie. Yeah. So, and if they feel comfortable with you, you're that kind of person, you're getting called. Gotcha. Absolutely. Gotcha. What brought you to uh, Phoenix Comic Con? I'm going to tell you what. I, I, a very dear friend of mine uh, happened to have a booth here. Because I used to, as you were saying earlier, 
I was on the con- uh, the convention right. uh, route for a while there, uh, San Diego Comic Con, because I, I I tend to go down there with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. That's where we first promoted our movies, and of course, Spider Man, Stanley, and the whole nine yards, and the rest is history. Um, well, San Diego was the big one, right? That was the big one. It used to be Fangoria and, uh, back in the early uh, 90s. And then Comic-Con came in, and let's face it, I mean, 250, 300,000 people, you can't even find a room in that town. Right, right. And, and Which is part of the problem. Um, but anyways, once you get off that uh, Comic-Con uh, trail, it's hard to get back into it because you've got these agents that represent 10, 15 of these I mean, these actors you see at some of these shows are represented by a, a group of agents. It's hard to get back into the circuit. And there was a period of about three or four years where I've really been busy. I mean, making two, three, four pictures a year in the last couple of years. And I've just had a thirst to get back into this uh, Comic-Con. And a, my one of my best friends, uh, the Revolution, you know, he's got all the toys and the comics and all that. He happened to have a table and he invited me to come. And I jumped at the opportunity because I love this town. Oh, I love this town. Just get Absolutely. back in, see what's going on. And, see yeah. So, uh, in the years that you've been since you've come, what's the change? What are you seeing as a change? Oh, this just totally <laughs> floors me. I mean, I come from the days where if you get a couple hundred people at a con, you're dancing in the streets. <laughs> you're doing happy dance, Mr. Happy Dance. Yeah. And I am so impressed what Phoenix has put on. Number one, it's easy to get around this town. There's great food, great people. Plenty of accommodations. I couldn't think of a better place to have the size of a con. And I am totally floored to see how big this show is. It's huge. This it's is a mammoth. You know, 240,000 people, I think, is what That is incredible. It's yesterday, a whole, that's yesterday, a city of people. Yeah, yesterday yeah. they said that we had passed San Diego as being the largest con in the U.S. And you know what? You guys have accommodated them twice as well. I don't want to speak poorly of anything because it seemed to me like San Diego's become more of a corporate show. Yeah, right. This one is more accommodating to the fans. And let's not forget who's responsible for this even happening, the fans. Yes. I see faces. I see smiles from ear to ear here because these fans are taken care of here. And I saw that kind of disappearing in the San Diego because it was just tough. You had to stay 70 miles out of town to find a, room, a Motel 6 room. Here, we're staying across the street. Right, yeah. It takes me two minutes to get here. And yeah. you guys, it's this is a very friendly town, and they've accommodated the size show better than I ever it's could have It's so dreamed. amazing. You know, this is actually this is my very first Comic-Con. Oh. So I'm actually I'm very happy to hear all the good things that I'm hearing about oh. this Comic-Con. I mean, I, we've talked to dozens of people already. People in costumes. We talked to uh, oh, they're having a ball. G right next to you. Yeah, he was yesterday. Great guy. And, I like him. You know, it's we're having a blast here, meeting a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely, it's just a great experience. It I'll is. definitely come again, whether we broadcast live next year or uh, do you know Summer Helene? Yes. Okay. Yes. Summer does a show on Voice America as well. Uh, She's just behind the scenes, so it's not a Hollywood talk and. Uh, so she was here. She did a live show four to five yesterday, and she was on our show, Finding Finding Your Frequency. Uh, so she actually kind of invited us down here. Okay, we'll set up the booth, and we'll do some live broadcasting. Beautiful. We'll have a little fun with it. All now right. she wants us to go around uh, to all of them, Palm Springs, San Diego. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Summer, I'll, wow. I'll let you know on that one. Buddy. You know, yes. I, I told you if I... You know, this this is not my first rodeo, um, yeah. and I but I haven't Mine done either. I haven't done Phoenix for five years since it moved from when it was in Mesa. Oh, okay. and 
I remember at the beginning when you were talking, if they were hoping for two, 3,000, and to watch that grow throughout the years. And also to see, you made a really good point about Phoenix being really receptive to Because oh, I've done all so the Wizard cool. Worlds, I've done Gen sure. Con, Origins, the whole Ooh. thing. It by far the most friendliest uh, con and people. And, and they're coming from all over, too. Oh, know, I'm uh, truly impressed. I haven't seen I one so person in this, on this mass on humanity be rude to anybody, like going up or waiting in line to get on escalators or going downstairs. Uh, it may have happened, and I'm sure it did happen somewhere, but I have not seen one in, in two days. Oh, no. It's, these are like all buddies here. I mean, this this is so hometownish to me. Yeah. It reminds me of like going back to Detroit for a reunion. You know, yeah. this I feel so comfortable at this show, and, I, and you know what? I will be coming back to this. I can guarantee you that. Good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yep. you know, before we get off, or and I, I'm not cutting this short because Jeff has no, other no, things no, to right. say, but I wanted you to tell people if they wanted to find you, tell them how to get a hold of you. Do, do you have a website? or? Yeah, it's uh, timothyquill at gmail.com. And uh, actually, I because uh, I'm, I'm starting to host a new TV show where I'm Count Gasly Cinema Crypt, where I'm going to, and you can look that up as well. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be hosting horror movies for kids, but... Instead of cartoons and jokes, well, there'll be plenty of jokes because I, I live for camp. <laughs> uh, it's going to be showing children, like when I started, children, uh, teenagers, how to make movies and some of the movie secrets. Uh, cinema secrets, like how do they cut an arm off and you have blood, how blood is made out of Kiro syrup and cornstarch. And I, some of the old secrets we use that they, to this day, Greg Nicotero, not to mention, uh, you drop a name too big, uh, I'm going to have those kind of guests. Bruce Campbell, I have that as a guest. Sam Raimi. And this will be for the kids to show them how to start these clubs, these movie clubs, and start making movies yourself. Because with the technology these kids have today, yeah. heck, they, could, they, they have a camera at home that they, they, sh- they could shoot a whole series on a house on these cameras these kids have at home. Yep. They, and they can do editing and, post ed- and, you know, and uh, post-production on their laptop with the software Absolutely. they have today. And I so dearly want to work because the new generation has to be introduced to some, because I come from the days of Super 8 movie making with mm-hmm. Sam Raimi and what's available to the kids now. And I have them at my booth all day. They're talking and I just, I get goosebumps. They're interested in doing what we're doing. I have, right. they have me telling them stories about how we got started in the industry and that's how we did it. We had the secret to a, four, a three week movie, write it, cast it, and shoot it. The <laughs> rest will fall hey, in place. I have, a yeah, qu- exactly. I have a question along that line. Are you going to tell them how to split coconuts in half so if they're on a radio, they can, they can sound like their horses running down? <laughs> I know, well, yeah, I'll, I'll show them the Foley machine. That comes from the day of the Three Stooges. Pluck the violin for a poke in the eye. <laughs> so, yeah. so this show, when's it coming out? It's, I'm uh, working on, probably I'm going to open it up in Detroit. I'm working on a market in Detroit, and then we'll go from there. Okay. And uh, I want to specialize in some of the short movies, because today, these 22- and 44-minute short movies are bread and butter. And so I'll have, like, an hour show. Sure. And uh, I want to host, I, I want to s- support the independent film market. Sure. And, and a there's a reason why I'm asking this question, John. Yeah, John's exactly. smiling. You know, we do a lot of programming. Voice America has eight uh, genre-based channels. Uh, I'm launching uh, the Influencers Channel. Oh, now, a so. demo tape is coming your direction. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, we got a TV uh, network and plug, a radio plug. network. But, no, we just put together, we're working with uh, Scott C. Brown, okay. uh, Indie Films. Yeah. So he's doing a lot of projects. 
indie film wise. And this one more person on the, well, of course, Summerlin went behind the scenes. But, you know, if if you get this thing going and uh, you want to be a part of Voice America, if I can help you in any way with distribution, get you behind the mic hosting your own show, uh, you know what? That door's wide open. I'm going to pop you over just a little promo, a demo uh, tape that I have made Thanks up too. for that very purpose. And after you're done laughing, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. So what are you working on now? Um, actually, uh, I'm leaving for Montana in about two weeks. And we're, actually, it was a starring role I have. We're doing a movie called uh, In Billings, Montana, which I love that town, by the way. Uh, we're going to be shooting a movie called uh, Blood Hunters. It's an independent, small, as I said, yeah. I'm going to support those projects. And then hopefully it's off to Bulgaria for a zombie wedding uh, cool. with Scott Spiegel. Hopefully this uh, fall. That's what I'm uh, thinking. But in about two weeks, I'm leaving for Billings. And sure. a lovely town. I, I helped uh, this young filmmaker about four years ago and uh, met him at a show like this. Came drooling to my table, signed him a headshot. And guess what? He's my boss in about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all it takes. That's right? all it takes. That's what happens. Well, you know what, Tim, it was great to have you on with us. Uh, you know, uh, let's talk uh, sometime in yes. the future. Good Absolutely. to have you on, ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Thank you. Uh, forward slash live events. Uh, we're with Mr. Tim Quill. Uh, and is there a, uh, you gave your email address. You got yep. a website or anything to uh, not for the show yet, but I will have that. Okay. But so, feel free to contact me if you're interested at that. I absolutely web. will. Absolutely and will. Uh, I wanted to thank you very much for having me on. It's absolutely. been a pleasure to meet you guys. And I, I don't think this will be the last time, but see you in the movies. Or I'll do some <laughs> there, there nasty go. things and to there you. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Radio Ryan 1. Uh, at Jeff Spinney uh, 2. Uh, we'll come back right after these brief messages.